Okay, so let's jump right in. <coughs> the Gemara and Brachos, Daf Mem Ches Amud Beis. Tanur Abanam. Seder Berkos Hamazon Kachi. The following is the order of the blessings that are made in Berkos Hamazon. Baruch Rishona Berkos Hazan. Shniya Berkos Haaretz. Shlishis Bonei Yerushalayim. Raviyas Hatov Ve'Ametiv. Ubeshabes and on Shabbos the bracha for the the third bracha is slightly different. Maschil benachama umesayim benachama. Person needs to open up with a reference to consolation, and also end with a reference to consolation. The Amr Kedusha and speak about the sanctity of the day in the middle of the bracha. Meaning there is some insert in the middle of the bracha that refers to the sanctity of Shabbat. The Gemara does not specify what exactly is the reference to Nechama that should be placed in the beginning and the end of the bracha. And Rabu Hadeos on this on this on this point, there's a lot of discrepancy of opinion as to what exactly is the is the Maschel Benachama or Messiah Benachama. There are many Rishonim Rabosai who who interpret this Gemara as saying that. There's no chiddush that's coming to be said. There's no, there's no addition that that the Gemara is referring to when it says maschil benachama masayim benachama. There's no addition to the bracha. Rather, it's coming to exclude the possibility that you might alter the bracha to make a reference to Shabbos, because you might think salka daita that you should change the bracha to make a reference to Shabbat. You should say, you should say mekadesh Shabbos or something at the end of the bracha. So kamash malan that you do not make this reference. Rather, you insert Kedusha Sayyom Be'emtza. That's, that's the whole Kiddush of the Gemara. This is the opinion of Rashi and Tosfos, Tosfos Bamakom over there on Daf Memches. And this seems to also be the opinion of the Rambam. As the Rambam says in Hilchos Brachos, um, in, uh, in Perak Beis, that there is no real difference in the structure of the third bracha of Berkas Hamazan on Shabbos. Rather, a person just inserts Kedusha Sayom in the beginning, uh, in the middle, rather, of the bracha, right? Which is the section that we refer to as Ritzay. Right? Now, the, 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 the fact that this, is, that this seems to not be the pshat of what the Gemara is, uh, is, trying, to, is trying to confer is, uh, is jumped on by many, by many Rishonim. The Rif already, uh, in his... Uh, in his explanation of what the Gemara is trying to say. So he says the following, A person opens up with a reference to consolation and ends with a reference to consolation. Again, this, according to the Rif, is the, is the Nosach of the third bracha of Berkas HaMazan that a person is supposed to say on Shabbos. Console us, Hashem, with the, with the rebuilding of your city. And how do you end off with a reference to consolation? Blessed are you, Hashem, who consoles his nation with the rebuilding of Yerushalayim. Right? This was also the Girsa of the Rokeach, which uh, the Bala Rokeach, the Eliezer Mivramaiza, uh, wrote uh, one of the, one of the uh, early. Um, uh, Sidurim, which uh, Nusach Ashkenaz is is uh, is largely based on. This was also the Nusach of the Abu Draham, which was a very important source for 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 Nusach Sfarad. 
And this seems to be the pshat of the Gemara. The, the, the Gemara seems to say that there is some alteration to the bracha of, of, uh, of Yerushalayim that is made on Shabbos. It's not the same bracha. It's not that you just make an insert uh, referring to Kedusha Sayom in the beginning of the bracha. Rather, the whole structure of the bracha is altered. Now, it should be noted that even according to the Rishonim that says that there is no difference between the bracha of Yerushalayim on, on Shabbos as opposed to the bracha during the week, even according to those Rishonim that say that there is no difference, right? we do have to ask why it is <laughs> that there is this strong emphasis on the theme of Nechama Davka on Shabbos, the theme of consolation. Even according to... To the minhag, I would I would venture to say of most of most people, the predominant minhag of not making any alterations to the bracha of of rachim, uh, we still say right. That reference of nechama is still inserted. Right? So the question is, why is it that there is this dominant theme of nechama davka on Shabbos? Not only is this theme there, but as we saw, according to many Rishonim, the Gra, as we will see, was very, very adamant that this is the Iker Lahalacha. Right? We'll, we'll see what the Gra had to say on this in a moment. But that there is this very, very strong theme of Nechama that comes out, Davka on Shabbos. Nechama of Yerushalayim, the consolation. The consolation of the, of the, of the destruction of Yerushalayim. This theme of Nechama, if you... If you just pay attention for, for a moment. We can see that the Nechama theme on Shabbos pops up everywhere. Right? Just a, just a few examples. It is the it is the custom of I would say all Jewish communities uh, throughout the world that to to recite the the poem written by Rav Shlomo Alkabetz 500 years ago in Sfat known as L'chadodi, to recite this poem as, as, as Shabbat is coming in. So a person might ask, what is the poem of L'chadodi about? So the obvious answer would be, well, it's about, it's about Shabbos. But if you look at the actual words of L'chadodi, the overwhelming majority of this, of this poem is not about Shabbos at all. In fact, the, the lion's share of this poem is talking about something that you would think is not connected to the theme at all. It, it, it's, talking, it's talking about the, 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 the yearning for the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash and the yearning for the redemption of the Jewish people. The first two stanzas make references to Shabbos and perhaps the last stanza, at least with mystical overtones, makes a reference to Shabbos. According to, according to most Nuschaos of the Chadodi, it doesn't even say the word Shabbos. The word Shabbos appears only, only in one of the stanzas. But again, most of the six, six out of the nine stanzas of the Chadodi do not make any references to Shabbos. They're clearly not about Shabbos, right? We start off, right? Referring to the two mitzvahs of Shabbos, Likra Shabbos right? We should go and 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 uh, and and accept Shabbos with joy because it is the source of blessing. And then you dive right into Mikdash Melech Malucha, Kumitzimitokha the yearning for Yerushalayim to, to, to come out of its state of of its state of chaos and disarray and to be rebuilt. And that you ride that theme all the way until the end. Right? This this comes up even in the songs that we sing on Shabbos. Just to give one example, the 
the famous song written by one of the early Baleatosvas, Rav Baruch Mimagensa, Baruch Kel Elyon. Baruch Kel Elyon starts off talking about Shabbos and how Shabbos is a blessing and it, 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 uh, it, save us, it saves us from our toil and allows us uh, a, type of, a type of spiritual rejuvenation, right? Right? That, that, that it is a redemption for our for our for our soul from the from the from the toil of the week, and then it seems to take a one eighty and start talking about something that's completely not connected to anything. God will seek out Zion, the rejected city. For how long will be the 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 moaning of the tormented soul? That is, that is mourning over over Yerushalayim. But again, the, the the theme of Nechama, the the theme of yearning for Yerushalayim and the rebuilding of Yerushalayim, and more broadly speaking, the yearning for redemption, comes up very very powerfully in in our tefillos on Shabbos, <coughs> and this is worked as we see. This is worked even into the halacha itself. So let's see if we can get some perspective on this, on this idea and what exactly is going on. The Gra in his in his parish on Ishayahu, Perech Yud Beis, Vihine Amru Chazal. This is a quote from the Gemara and Brachos that we read a moment ago. Shlishis Rachim Na, the third bracha of Berkas Hamazon, uh, is opens up with Rachim Na that. That we beseech God to have mercy on the Jewish people and on Yerushalayim. And on Shabbos, we open up with a reference to Nechama and also end with a reference to Nechama. And those Rishonim that explain, says the Gra, that this is Lav Davka, meaning you don't actually have to make a reference to Nechama in, in Berkas Hamazan. Rather, the statement in the Gemara is just coming to Lafuke, to. To, to tell you that you do not need to augment the blessing to refer to Shabbos explicitly. Chas al divrei chazal. Right? Chas v'shalom, that a person should say this was, this was chazal's intention. Very, very strong language. V'davar gadol dibru chazal. Right? The, the chazal were alluding to a great, a great message here. V'ha'inyin. Kol shiva yamea shavua. Heim vav yamim neged vav k'tzavos. V'shabbos hu neged malchus. So to explain the idea that the Graz is, is, uh, is making a reference to, the seven days of the week parallel the seven active s- mystical spheres of reality, right? Known as the lower, right? The lower emanations of the, of the, of the, of the sheer coma, the, the, fa- the factors that are at play outside of the intellect, the active factors. And these, in turn, are divided into two categories: the vav ktsavos, the 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 six points, right, and the final stage, which is referred to as malchus, the heim nikra av va'im. And these two categories, the first six and the last one, the seventh one, is divided between the masculine and the feminine qualities. The first the first six being being in the masculine mode and the final stage, the seventh stage, being in the feminine mode. The idea being the following. During, during the week, the mode of our existence during the week, right, is sheishas yamim ta'asem alacha. The six days of the week, we are active and we are building, we are doing, we are, we are, we are 
pushing the world towards progress. The Shisha Ktsavos, right, we refer to in our modern jargon, we, we refer to this as, 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 as three dimensions. Any, any, any object in the world has three dimensions, right? It has the height, its width, and its depth, right? But if you think about it, six dimensions, excuse me, three, three, three dimensions is really six directions, right? Up, down, side to side, top to bottom, right? It's the same, three, three dimensions is really six sides, right? The first six, the first six of these elements is, is what's being conveyed is that the first six, the first six steps of this, of this, of this process, of this existential process, is are bringing things into being. It's the malacha. It's the sheishes yamim tasa malacha. The six days of bringing things into into existence. The seventh, which is malchus, is the fact that when those elements come together, when the three dimensions or the six sides come together in order to create something. What emerges from those six elements is something more than the sum of its parts. Right? We do this naturally because our because our minds are oriented, obviously, to being able to function in Hashem's bria in the creation. When we see things, we don't see the accumulation of pieces. We see the object that had that has already emerged from the fact that those pieces have been brought together. When a person walks in a room and sees a table and chairs, they don't see the pieces of wood that have been attached together in order to make those objects. They see the object. So what is the object? A person looks at a chair and says, where is the chair? The, ch- the chairness of the chair is not a tangible element. right? You have all the pieces that came together to make the chair. And what emerged from that was the chair. right? The six elements that make something, right? the, right, the sheish ktsavos that are the material substrate to create the thing come together and what emerges from that is the completion. That's the malchus. The seventh element is, is the malchus. Now, the Gra continues in explaining that there is, a, that there is another way of, of, of approaching this structure. As he said, as he says, right? the masculine mode and the feminine mode. Says the Gra, right? It is in the mode of the father, right? The harachmanus humehaav, and the mercy comes from the father, as it says, kerachim av albanim, just as a father has mercy on his children. but conversely, with the mother, it says, keish asher imotenachamenu, that like a man that his mother consoles him. And therefore, since Shabbat is in the feminine mode, so Shabbat. Ha, on, on Shabbat, we have a reference to Nechama specifically, and the Gra continues to explain the Ha'inyan, and the idea is Ki Rachem who Rachmanus mercy is the, an act that takes place while the suffering is still going on, while the thing that's causing pain is still is still is still it's still happening, it's still unfolding. The Nachem who and the consolation is after is after the tzara. Rahmanus means that when someone sees someone suffering, so they desire to remove that thing that's causing the person pain. That's the Rahmanus, right? That's the mode of the father. The mode of the father is to be protective and to make sure that the, that the, that the child has room to grow, has space to progress, has space to function, right? The father wards off the things that are, that are impeding the, the function of the child, right? That's the Rahim Av al 
but the mother is a is a is a is a step up from this. That after the tsara has 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 struck, and the tsara does inevitably strike. Right? After the tsara has come, after the pain has come and done its damage, the nechama comes to comes to rebuild, to rebuild what that what that what that tsara has taken away. That's the nechama, right? The nechama of Shabbat is dafka to rebuild what 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 has been destroyed, right? To to fill the void, to fill the void that that the destruction has has caused. So while during the week, right, to to put the to superimpose these two layers onto each other to come with to come out with a with a with a coherent picture, during the week we are in the mode of building, we are in the mode of constructing, and the fatherly mode, right, with with the with the with the element of mercy gives space for this for this for this construction to come about. But the nechama, the nechama allows the full embodiment, the full picture to emerge, right. And what it also does is that if there was any destruction that was that was that was suffered along the way, and inevitably there is destruction that suffered along the way, right? The final stage allows a rebuilding and a reemerging for 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 that to come back into being. This is the theme that 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 is that is being honed in on Shabbos, the rebuilding and the reconstitution of the thing that was that was lost. Why is it that we focus on this theme specifically on Shabbos? Shabbos he me'ain olam haba. And Shabbos allows a person an insight into a, a more perfected reality. This is first alluded to, as far as I know, the, the earliest source that discusses this is in the Perkei Rabbi Eliezer, in the, in the 19th chapter. Talks about the source of the of the of the parak of Tehillim, Mizmor Shiliyama Shabbos. That the first person to sing this song was in fact the first human being, Adam Arishon. Adam Arishon commits his sin on the first day of his existence, on Friday, and he goes into Shabbat. Adam thinks that because he has now sinned, so he's destined for 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 death and misery forever, and there's no salvation for him, and as the sun sets on Friday, he thinks that the world is coming to an end, and then suddenly he enters Shabbos, and he and he he intuits that there is that there is a force in the world that can reconstitute everything that he has just broken by his sin, and he immediately sings the song Mizmor Shir Liyom Hashabbos, a song for this day of Shabbos. Says the Pirkei Rabbi Eliezer, this song of Yom Hashabbos that Adam Arishon sang is not only alluding to Adam's own private salvation. But this is referring to the universal salvation. Mizmor Shiliyom Shabbos, Liyom Shekulo Shabbos, right? Yearning for the day that is permeated by the energy of Shabbos, the day, the great day in which all of reality can undergo can undergo the the paradigm shift to reconstitute itself. Shabbos is that opportunity. Shabbos, which was given to the Jewish people to embody, to embody this, to bring it into the world, and to live to live the Shabbos, to live the Malchus, to relive the energy of reconstituting all destruction, to, to embody Nechama, to embody consolation. This mode, this, this holiness in time, allows a person a window into the ultimate fulfillment of Yom Shekulo Shabbos, the day where all of reality will be permeated with Shabbos. 
Now, when a person enters this mode, when a person enters this domain of Shabbos, and he, in his own world, is able to experience this, to experience, to experience this refined and perfected reality, the contrast between what he experiences internally and what he sees in the external world outside of him, that contrast is indescribably sharp. It's, it's, it's literally seeing two sides of the spectrum. It's seeing a broken reality on the one hand, a broken external reality, and on the other hand, experiencing inwardly the gift of Shabbos, the gift of seeing, of peering into me'ain olam haba, something that is akin to the world to come. And that, that, that contrast, seeing that contrast before his mind's eye, right, it arouses a certain, a certain, a certain level of pain, or, or at least a certain, a certain amount of yearning. Yearning that what he is experiencing inwardly right, should permeate to all reality. When a person enters Shabbos and he experiences the, the, the ultimate perfected reality, at least a glimpse of that, a glimpse of what, of what perfected reality is, and he sees the Beis Hamikdash in ruins. He sees Yerushalayim not yet built to its full extent. He sees the Jewish people still struggling with vestiges of Golos. He sees the suffering in the world. That, it, 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 it causes tremendous yearning that all these things should be corrected. Right? And, and as we bring in Shabbos, right, the, 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 the stanzas of L'chadudi express this, express this beautifully. Right? We accept upon ourselves the mitzvot of Shabbos, to guard Shabbos and to, and to sanctify Shabbos. Right? And Likra Shabbos we run toward Shabbos because it's the Makor Habracha, it is the is the is the source of all blessing. And once we're once we're in that mode, we automatically it, it's 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 triggered in our mind that there's that there's that there's brokenness in the world. There's tremendous brokenness. And we start praying, Mikdash Melech Irmalucha, come. Come, arise, he's orary, right? Live she big day tifartech, right? Put up, adorn yourself, right? Get out of this mode of disarray and brokenness. The consciousness of Shabbos is the consciousness of yearning for Nechama. That is the consciousness of Shabbos. The Mishnah, <coughs> in the very end of Maseches Tanis, Omar Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel. There were no greater festivals, days of joy for the Jewish people than the 15th of Av and Yom HaKippurim. <coughs> Says the Rambam in his Perush HaMishnayos. The Rambam doesn't bother explaining why Yom HaKippurim was a great day of joy. Sensibly, it was it's obvious that, that the, the kapara achieved on Yom HaKippurim, the renewal achieved on Yom HaKippurim, is, uh, is the most obvious reason for joy. But Chamisha Osor Ba'av is not particularly obvious. Says the Rambam, Ubochru Yom Chamisha Osor Ba'av, the Jewish people chose, chose the day of the 15th of Av, right? They chose this. This was, this was, a, this was a national institution. The, the, this was not mandated by Hashem. The Jewish people chose this day. Why? This was the day in which the plague that had afflicted the generation of the desert stopped. At the very end of their journey in the 40th year. 
Because there was great death that plagued the people every year on the ninth of Av. And in the final year, the final year of their sojourn in the Midbar, right? the, the death stopped. In the final year, there was no more death. Right? Those who were those who were those who were there, they they, they didn't experience any more any more plague that year. And they waited until the middle of the month, right? Because they thought maybe there was a mistake, maybe we miscalculated, maybe there will be death and we have to write. They were bracing themselves for, for the plague to strike as it had struck every year. The Az, and then when they realized that there was no more death, that, that was it, they were home free. Right? When they realized this, Az, Batchu Benafsham, the Heeminu Batsmam. They had faith in their own souls and believed in themselves, and they, they intuited, they felt the will of the Creator, and the turning back of His wrath upon them. And for this reason, they made this day a day of Simcha and Sason forever. This day is the day of renewal of Amuna, not just Amuna in Hashem, but in in ourselves, in the people. The people themselves had a renewed faith. The Gemara in Brachos recounts the history of the development of the Tefillah of Shmon Esrei. The Gemara in Daf the, the original Nosach of Shmon Esrei was, was enacted by Ezra Ubeis Dino, in the very beginning of the of the era of Bayes Sheni, and there was a small amendment that was added to the Shmona Esrei later on, in in uh, in the generation of the Chorban. Says the Gemara, Daf Chav Ches Amud Beis. Amar lahem Rabban Gamliel lachachamim. Rabban Gamliel said to to his colleagues in Yavne. Is there anyone that knows how to enact a blessing that to beseech God to save us from the from the harassment that we that we receive from the from the tzedukim, from this from this break off sect of the Jewish people? Shmuel Akaton, famously one of the one of the sages known for his unique piety and 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 humility, he came and enacted this blessing. Now, the Tzedukim famously were a sect of people that they had many views that differed from the Masorah of Chazal. And they had their own system of, of belief and understanding, uh, uh, certainly a more minimalist view, as you might say, about how to, about how, uh, to, to, to interpret the Torah and, and, and rejected many of the elements that... that, that that Chazal had received in the Masorah. But at root, at the root of their ideology, Chazal always emphasized that there was that there was a very, very deep corruption and cynicism that was at the root of the of the ideology of the Tzedukim. Right? The founder of this sect, right, a Talmud of Antignos Ish Soko, named Tzadok, famously heard his 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 master give over the, his famous teaching in Perkei Avos, Antignos Isoko, Al Tiyek Keeved, 
Hamashamash is a rab, Amanas Lakabal Sachar, Amanas Lakabal Pras. Do not be a servant that serves, his, that serves his master on the condition of getting a reward. Rather, a person should devote himself to divine service and commit himself to truth and refinement and a life of nobility, not because he wants to receive something, he wants to get something out of it, but for its own sake. Sadok, the student, heard this teaching, and what he heard, what his, what his ears heard, what his heart heard, was not that a person should, should commit himself to divine service in order to not get a reward, but he heard there is no reward. There is no reward. All of this is inherently, inherently it's all futile. Inherently, we're not really aiming towards anything. And this is what Chazal mean when they say that, that, that the Tzedukim rejected the idea of Olam Haba. Sure, they believed that there was a, that there was an advent of Sinai, that there was a national revelation at Sinai, that the Jewish people received the divine mandate to keep the Torah. There could be, you know, there could be discrepancies in how we understand the Torah. Okay, but the Jewish people received the Torah. They have to keep the Torah. God wants to keep the Torah. God gave them Eretz Yisrael. They agree on many, on, on many, on many, on many principles. But at root, at root, we're not really aiming towards anything earth-shattering. We're not aiming towards some paradigm shift in which, in which the world as a whole and individuals will be elevated and, and corrected and, and refined and elevated in their being. We're not really aiming towards anything. In the end, it's all futile. This was, this was what underpinned the ideology of the Tzedukim. Chazal understood that the blessings in the Shmona Esrei were all indicating a progression. They were all referring to, to a to a crescendo, as it were, of of the of the of the process of the Jewish people throughout the generations. In the Gemara and Megillah, Daf Yud Zayin Amud Beis. We pray that the that the that the judges of the Jewish people will be returned to their to their formal positions. Once the exiles ingather, so the the shoftim the judges are able to return to their former stature. And once the din. In the Rishayim, once the Shoftim regain their power to 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 prosecute and make order in society, so Kalu Haposhim, the the sinners and the evildoers will be will be done away with. Right? And when these evildoers are done away with, right, the the stature of the righteous will return, as it says, Sadik. The stature of the righteous will be uplifted. The Afo Misromim Karnam, and where does the stature of the righteous, where is their stature uplifted? Biushalayim. Shinem are Shalu Shalom Yushalayim Yishlayu O The progression. How does this progression actually play out? So I think we can get a hint to this, a hint to. To how to how this to how this process actually works, from 
from an interesting source that Chazal have regarding Shmon Esrei. There's a tefillah known as Tfilas Havinenu, which is a which is an abridged version of Shmon Esrei, which a person is allowed to say in certain circumstances. And Chazal condensed the entire Shmon Esrei into into a few lines, a few lines which 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 end in one blessing. And the Nusach of Havinenu was brought in the Gemara the following. Havinenu ladas is drachecha, allow us to understand your ways, Hashem, umulas lavenu lirasecha, and purify our hearts so that we may fear you, lisloach hayalonu lios geulim, and allow us to be redeemed, rachaknu mimachov, distance us from pain, bedashanu mibinaos artsecha, and and let us let us have pleasure from the from the from the fat of your land, v'hanafotzim arba kantos aaretz tekabets, and those who are spread out on the four corners of the earth, gather them in. And those who who are who are wandering aimlessly, Yishpotu, you should you should judge them. What does this mean that those who are wandering, right? The toim, the 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 lost and wandering should be judged. Says Rabbi Nuyona, Harif. These are the Jewish people. Those who are wandering and lost. These are the Jewish people. Who complain during the time of the exile. That God has abandoned them. And does not watch over them. They, the Jewish people, should be judged with your das. Klomar with your knowing them, which is your 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 mercy and your kindness upon them, Miloshon Elohim, that God knew, right? A reference to the Pasuk referring to Yetzias Mitzrayim, that the Jewish people cried out to Hashem, and it says Elohim, and God knew them. God was Mashgiach on them. He he had he had he had remorse over them, he had kindness upon them. As the Navi says that your that your strength is your mercy upon me. Why God have you led us astray from your ways? And in another pasuk, it, it describes we thirst, we thirst for you, we thirst to see you, and our souls yearn for you. Says Rabbi Nuyona, what we see from here is that because of the lack of Racham Shamayim, because of the lack of our experience of Hashem during the time of the exile, we become lost. We 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 run astray. We claim that God is cruel. which is the opposite of his of his of his ways. because he is indeed exceedingly merciful. Right? And then we 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 complain as it were to God that we do not see him. Right? In the in the unabridged version of 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 Hashiva Shoftinu Kvarishona. What do we pray for? That God should remove from us the the anguish, right? Through the through the judgment. The judgment is not only referring to prosecuting criminals and making sure that people abide by the law, but it's a judgment in that God should attend to us. God should attend to our needs, right? And remove from us this 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 anguish 
the anguish of the gullus, of those who are to'eh, who are drawn astray, who are drawn astray from the perception of the gullus, that the, the perception that the, that the, that the gullus inculcates into the consciousness of a Jew, that God has, that God has abandoned him, that God is no longer with him. That that, that that consciousness should be judged and corrected. Right? And as the Gemara in Megillah says, Rabosai, the Gemara that we quoted before a moment ago, once that judgment is fulfilled, once that correction is made, that the Jewish people do no longer see themselves as being abandoned and being led astray, they no longer perceive themselves as that, then the Malshinim, right? the, the Tzidokim, the Apikarsim, they are removed. The ones who deny Olam Haba, the ones who deny that we are on a progressive path towards a higher reality, those people who deny that, they are removed. And the Tzadikim come to the fore. Right? The Keren of the Tzadikim, Tisro Mamna, right? the stature of the righteous is, is upheld. Who are these righteous? The ones who are Boteachbo, the ones who live in a who live in a state of 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 yearning and reliance on Hashem. Mish'an umivtach latzadikim. Right? That you, God, are, the, are, the, are the, the source of strength and the one who these righteous rely on. And this is misromim biyushalayim. Biyushalayim ircha barachamim tashuv. This is the progression. This is the progression of the Gula. That God judges our anguish, our perception of being abandoned. He judges this. He corrects it. Right? He removes then the, 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 the ideology, right? the force in the world that denies Olam Haba, that denies the progression towards, towards a refined reality. Right? It removes this perception from the world. The righteous who, who, who do live their lives with a divine-oriented consciousness and a divine-oriented awareness, those righteous are brought to the fore and they are brought to the fore in Yerushalayim. That is the progression of the Geulah. This is the progression. <clears throat> and just to end off with the words of Rashi of Perak Chav Zion in Tehillim. Perak Chav Vav, rather. Shir Hamalos Beshuv Hashem Es Shivas Tzion Hayinu Kecholmim. When God returns the Jewish people to Yerushalayim, the experience will be so otherworldly, it will be as if we are, as if we are dreaming. And then David HaMelech likens, the, likens this experience to those who, who, who have attempted to grow grow something in a field without any success and then unexpectedly achieve success. Those who planted with tears, they will reap with joy. Says Rashi, Those who, who sowed seeds in a land that is parched and they're crying as they're sowing these seeds. If a person plants a seed in a dry, parched area, he cries as he sows these seeds because he knows that all of his efforts are, are for naught. I'm planting in a dry land. What is the point of planting in a land that's dry? 
because he knows that there is a very high probability that what he's planting now will not will not grow. Berina kotsrim al yedei afikim hamayim kishehim meshulachim ba. And then once the right the the afikim banegev the well springs in the in the dry land once they come and irrigate his irrigate his seeds then he's able to reap in joy. Kach Yisrael so to the Jewish people zorim lifnei akadosh baruch hu tzedaka bedima they plant they plant their mitzvot crying begolus in the in the in their in their place of exile. Because they say, How do we know that all these efforts that we have are going to produce anything? How is this going to how is this going to sprout? How is this going to grow? When God brings the Afikim, right, the, the wellsprings in the Negev, in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the dry land, then the Jewish people will be able to reap, reap with joy. It is worthwhile. It's worthwhile to hone in on the on the segulas hayom of Tu Ba'av, leading into Shabbos Nachamu. There is a force in this world, Rabosai, that seeks to repudiate life. It seeks to deny to deny the goodness of being. It seeks to deny that. It seeks to say there is no olam haba. What does that mean? There is no olam haba. What that means is that there's nothing to progress for. There's nothing to progress to. All of the work and all of the effort and all of the toil, it's not leading anywhere. There is no olam haba. There's only olam hazeh. But there's no olam haba in which this world is going to transform into. Right? There are those that seek to deny that. This force, this force, this, 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 this life-denying force comes to a head on Tisha B'Av. Right? The chorban is felt. The chorban, the, 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 the destruction of being is felt is felt on Tisha B'Av. It's a day that is permeated with this energy. But on Tu Ba'av, on Tu Ba'av, right, the Jewish people came to this realization, not because Hashem told them, not because this was, this was mandated by some decree that this should be a day. No, the Jewish people came to this realization in and of themselves. They came to the realization that there is what to shoot for. There is what to aim for. There is what to progress to. Chazru v'heminu ba'atzmam. Their, their belief in themselves returned to them. It returned to them. And as Chazal say in the Sifri in Baal Oscha, on the Pasuk, that the Ark of Hashem traveled before them, traveled before the Jewish people entering into Eretz Yisrael. Omru, the Jewish people, this, was, this is the last generation, the last generation of the, of the, of the Midbar, those who survived the, the desert and were ready to enter into the land Amru, they said, Avuseinu Chatu, our fathers, they sinned, Nigzur Alem Gezerah Bamidbar Hazeh Yiplu Bigrechem, and it was decreed upon them that they would fall in the desert and die. Aval Anu, but we, Lo Nechateh, we will not sin. Velo Namus, and we will not die. Venelach Venirashasa'aretz, and we will go and inherit the land. This was the Chazru Veheminu Ba'atzmam. This was said at the moment they understood that there is what to go for, there is what to progress to. Right? It is not all. It is not all vanity. There is an olam haba. There is an olam haba that we are aiming towards. We are, there is an olam haba in which we can rest this olam hazeh into. And bezrat Hashem, bezrat Hashem, to to draw to draw this segula from tuba'av, and to have that permeate 
our hearts and souls through the Shabbat of, of Nechama, of consolation.